summoned through the dimension of sound. People explore the musical world which they believe to be true. But there is a world unheard by some that is filled with stories of an unknown reality, a jazz side. This podcast was recorded in Tokyo, Japan in October for the November show, but I decided to skip a month and air this episode in December instead. Episode 6 of Tales from the Jazz Side is with bassist Kengo Nakamura. Kengo Nakamura is another outstanding musician that I met in the Big Apple when we both were young (laughs) and we were following that relentless longing to connect to our greatest love, to the music. He's featured, actually, uh, on one of my favorite songs on The Art of Michael Franks, the song Sometimes I Forget to Smile. Uh, I remember I (laughs) I tortured him on this one. Um, It was such a fast tempo song and but he did a remarkable job as he always does and I'm really really delighted that he arranged his schedule to meet with me while I'm here in Tokyo to do the show. Mr. Nakamura was born in Osaka, Japan. At 12 years old he learned how to play the classical guitar and then from there he moved on to the bass at 17. In 1988, he traveled to the United States where he studied and graduated from Berklee College of Music in Boston. What this skillful, outstanding musician has done is that he's gracefully combined his Eastern roots with his Western exploratory education. And he's developed a style that assimilates and incorporates those uh, factors. In addition to him being a fantastic bassist, he's also a a beautiful, humble man that is a little self-conscious of his English. I had to reassure him not to worry because, you know, I have the utmost respect for people who are able to communicate in a language that is not their native tongue. You know, it's easy to say hello, good morning, you know, where is the bathroom, you know, (laughs) uh, when you're learning a new language. But, you know, to really converse on a deeper conceptual level, uh, that's not so easy. Uh, It requires study, speaking, and committing to learning the language. And I found that sometimes people can be quick to dismiss someone without realizing the wealth of knowledge that person has to share uh, because of this kind of language uh, uh, barrier. Kengo's story validates my theory that you never know the value of where you are and by being there can change your life in ways that you've only imagined. He has a knack for being in the right place at the right time, and I think that stems from his generous nature, his willingness to work with everyone, whether they're well-known or not. Uh, For him, it's about the music. 
uh, to be the person in the background that supports and moves it along. And if you add to that mixture an innovative and an empiric technique, some essence of sensitivity, what you've got is the Kango sound. To hear and to find out more about Mr. Nakamura and that Kango sound, you can visit his website at www. KangoNakamura.com, which is www.kengonakamura.com, or you can visit his Facebook page. Join me now in Tokyo, Japan, on Tales from the Jazz Side with my guest, Kengo Nakamura. Okay, my guest today is bassist composer Kengo Nakamura. Konnichiwa, Kengo-san. Hello, everybody. Konnichiwa. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well. Good Thank to you see for, you. It's great to see you, too. Thank you for doing the show. I appreciate Any, anytime. it. Anytime. Yes, you're so wonderful. Now, last month's guest was uh, another great, great bassist that I had on the show, Mark Egan, and we were recording the show from Vegas, and today... You and I are here in Tokyo mm-hmm. recording, you know, live. <laughs> Worldwide. <laughs> right, all over the world. So now, um, in, you know, in my research, I came across uh, another Kengo Nakamura mm-hmm. as a cat who's a soccer player. Yes, very famous, more than me. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that like a problem? Does that, does that have No, it's problem? like a pr- proud, you know. Sometimes, oh, you know, some someone asks me, oh, you play soccer? And I said, you know, yeah, well, yeah. Not really, I can, not really. but not as yeah, great, right. right? As great as that cat. Um, okay, so uh, let's get out to business. You were born in Osaka, mm-hmm. uh, and you live here now, but you um, lived in Boston yep. and in New York. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's New York where I met you. That's um, right. And some of those long, weird, funky gigs. Mm-hmm. Remember Blue yeah. Water Grill? Yeah, like, that's right. 14-hour. 14-hour gig straight ahead. <laughs> We came up with some really pretty cool tunes to mm-hmm. Earth, Wind, and Fire <laughs> for <laughs> yeah. what we would need to do in order to make it through those. But mm-hmm. um, uh, it's just, it, it was always great playing with you. I just want to say Thank that you. now. Um, now, you graduated from Berkeley College of Music in Boston. And um, there's a club there um, that was founded in 1947 by uh, a Mr. Joseph L. Walcott. And it's one of those clubs uh, where musicians can come. Uh, they did at the time, and they still do, and practice and perfect their craft. And you know, in performance, all in performance, That's which right. of course is where the real education happens. Uh, the club is called Wally's Cafe Jazz, mm-hmm. and uh, as I understand it, it, was one of your training grounds yep. as well uh, for a lot of the young lions that came up. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Um, one time, you know, that's when I was in. Entered Berkeley College of Music. That I was an electric bass player. Oh, okay. So you know, mostly more I like to play more funk or black contemporary music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then uh, my teacher was also acoustic bass player. Mm-hmm. So you know, he said, "Kengo, why don't you play bass? You know, acoustic bass." Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, you know, I, I like more than uh, you know funk music. Okay. You know, okay, mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. But at uh, one time, someone asked me to sub for the, that Wally's Cafe. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how you 
ended uh, up end up uh, regular basses. Oh, so you were like a regular bass mm-hmm, player, mm-hmm. like the the house bass player. Y- yes, uh, Tuesday and Friday. Oh wow! And uh, sometimes Sunday. Wow. Yeah, for yeah, two years. Okay, and then is that where you met Roy and you Roy Antonio Hart? Yeah. Oh, Anthony Wanzi. Wanzi, yes, yeah. Anthony yeah. Wanzi, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, we played many times wow that's mm-hmm. that's really that's really cool you know that's excellent training ground because uh, yep. when you came to new york um you were playing with some really heavy hitters at that time like uh winton marsalis and benny golson cyrus chestnut now how did that come about how did you get into yeah that's also cats? another jam session <laughs> uh it was a new club called the iridium oh yes Yes. That's in front of uh, Lincoln Center. Maybe it's front of a Tally Hall, Artist Tally Hall. Yeah, yeah. They actually moved it now. Yes. It's on, now uh, it's moved to 51st. Yeah, that's that right. It used to be like a 63rd or some 66, mm-hmm. you know, that's the area. Yeah, right where the, um, I think was the Hotel Empire yes, or something. Yes, yes, yeah. downstairs. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> also someone asked me to play the bass uh, in the hour. Wow. Yeah, maybe the gig starts like seven or <laughs> in a, but I came just, I came back from, uh, you know, uh, Hampton mm-hmm. with my wife. Uh-huh. You know, we have a, like a kind of nice picnic, you know? Yeah, yeah, it, it was really nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just You're came chilling. back, yeah, chilling. <laughs> and then I came back home and I'm answering machine. You know, there was a, <laughs> yeah, there was a, you know, no cell phone or anything, you know? Right, right, so answering thing. machine was like a click and blinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, I need a bass player. So in an hour, but uh, I was tired, you know, right. because, you know, I already got a good time at the Hampton. But uh, I said, okay. Mm-hmm. I told my wife, I got to go. You yeah, know? yeah. So I made it, you know, to club. Right, right, you right. Know, because I'm lives in the middle of the Manhattan. Okay, okay. In the Union Square. So oh, I can okay. go maybe, you know, anywhere mm-hmm. in uh, maybe 30 minutes. That's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. so I jump, jumped a uh, train uh-huh. and then I went to, you know, make it on time. Uh-huh. And uh, then I played a, you know, a jump session Monday night. Okay. Then and after, right after the gig, mm-hmm. that the band master, you know, the he leader, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then his name is uh, Dennis Jeter. Oh yeah. Yeah, he yeah. said, "I'd like to hire you." You know, <laughs> 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 and I said, "Well, thank you so much." Wow, yes. that's amazing. So it's like the jam sessions are. That's uh, a good place to meet the people. Yeah. You know, yeah. make it a good connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what happens. And then uh, the reason I met the Cyrus. Okay. <clears throat> and I, at the jam session, I play with, uh, I had a chance to play with Alvester Garnett. Yeah. He's yeah. a great drummer. Yes, absolutely. And uh, he was, uh, that time he plays with Cyrus, you know, his band. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Alvester asked me to the gig for his band in the Brooklyn. Okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, I rest the higher Cyrus and me and uh, some tenor player. Ah. Then uh, I had a chance to meet the Cyrus. Okay. And uh, then right after the gig, he <laughs> asked me, to the, do you have a card? Right. <laughs> and uh, then I said, right. yes. You know, and I gave to Cyrus my uh, two business cards. Okay. You know, one is for safe. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> right, know? right. I got it. Right. And then six months later, you know, Cyrus called me. You know, I need, I have, I need a bass player for the gig. Wow. Yes. Then, uh, you know, finally I joined his band, okay. his trio. And how how many years did you work with? Uh, him? almost like a two years and a, maybe two and a half years. Yeah. Wow. It just seems as your experiences of. You know, because I got the Michael Franks gig through um, a jam session. Wow. So it seems like, you know, you always, you know, it's usually you go, I don't know if I want to go. I got this. And mm-hmm. and then you go and mm-hmm. then, you know, your life is changed. By yes. It, you know? Also, I would like my dream was, uh, you know, I always play. I want to play with somebody, you know, like a Cyrus Chestnut, right, you know. Right, right, right. Winton. Yeah. Know, I'm always hoping, you know. Yeah, yeah. Then dreams always, yeah. you know, dreams come up to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I am keep wishing, you know. Mm-hmm. So. You have a very powerful, yeah, focused po- focus. mind. Yeah, That's right, to yes. To stay focused. Yes, stay this focused. is what you want. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And you bring it to you. That's incredible. I think that's really great too for uh, people who uh, musicians, uh, young musicians who are starting out that listen to the, if they're listening to the show, that they can understand that um, it really is a, a, a focus and a desire. Because the last uh, um, uh, radio show when I was talking to Mark Egan, he was talking about how hard you have to have to work as well. Mm-hmm. You have to put in the time, but you also have to have that dream, that that yep. focus on on doing that. Wow, that's incredible. So now, um, you know, I feel basically that, um, you know, music and art uh, embodies how we perceive life, you know, and, you know, it accesses parts of us uh, and, you know, uh, and what filters in and filters out kind of colors all of our experiences. Mm -hmm. So now there's this incredible uniqueness that I find uh, in your playing. Mm -hmm. And when I'm listening to your playing, you know, I noticed that there's a, a, a combination of a, a lot of different er- elements. I hear the funk. I hear all of that, that influences as well. But um, And I can't really define it exclusively to say that it's um, an American perspective or a Japanese exp- you know, uh, perspective. It's as if you've managed to take, um, you know, join the two. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, the East and West coming together. And I, I mean, I, I think that with, and you're doing that, you've created a real unique sound. That's like a Kango sound. <laughs> I call it Kango sound. <laughs> now, now, could you say that, um, you know, when I was saying how, um, you know, we perceive life through our experiences, is that kind of how you came to your sound was through just having those two varied Different country. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yes. I grew up f- um, in Osaka for like 20 years. Okay, you know. okay. <laughs> I, I was born in Osaka, and then uh, I went to America when I was 23. Oh, wow, okay. So, and then, you know, it's 20 years later, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's now, you know, ah. like, a, so half Japanese and, yeah. you know, half American you know, vibe. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So I have a both in, in my mind. But uh, as a musically, I I learned a lot of things in America. Okay. You know, because learning is uh, like uh, mostly playing with some people, some yes. people, you know. Then, you know, then uh, then you can, when, you, when I play with Winton, he showed me, uh, you know, like a dynamics mm-hmm. or like a, you know, 
how to swing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. I learned from him a lot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and uh, even Cyrus Chesson, he showed me a lot about, you know, um, business-wise, yes. you know, how are you going to acting uh, at the stage and mm-hmm. how are you going to react with the people, mm-hmm. you know. So this kind of music elements is uh, all in America. And mm-hmm. then when I was in uh, Japan, mm-hmm. you know, my father, you know, teach me, you know, how to, you know, uh, relate to people, yes, you know, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. like our, you know, his education. Right, exactly. So it's like a still like a, you know, there, there is his father's, you know, idea mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, still in my mind. You right, know? right, right. So I think, you know, when I would play music, mm-hmm. I always respect, you know, the people, people play with. Yes. And also, uh, when I don't want to be uh, all automatic, yes, you know, yes, yes. So I was j- making a focusing, what's happening, what's happening in the music right now, you know, yes. what's what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, being in the moment. As boom! Yes, say. yes, yes, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. So that's a, maybe cultures combined together. Mm-hmm. Then. Uh, how it how it is, you know. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it really is. It you can, um, when watching you play and listening to you, there is that, because um, uh, you know I I I've come to realize that when I visit another country, I can then understand the energy of the place. You know, there's an energy like when you walk in New York or here in Japan. I love Japan. It's one of my I. I figured if I didn't live in New York and I could speak fluent Japanese, I would live here Um, because the culture has um, uh, an energy to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think when we get a chance to listen uh, or visit other countries and then apply their music to what you're doing, Mm -hmm. um, you have a better understanding of it when you visit it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, uh, it becomes just theory. You know, you can listen, I can listen to um, traditional Japanese music all I want to, you know, uh, on a video or whatever. But when um, I actually visit the country, it all comes, it clicks. Mm -hmm. You know, the energy, it just kind of comes together because you're feeling the way all the history, all the, you know, uh, emotions and feelings of the people mm-hmm. throughout hundreds of years, and that's the same when you come to America that's with right. the jazz, mm-hmm, you know, because mm-hmm. it's it is an African American yep. art form. Yep. And mm-hmm. um, I think that when you play, you play so you have such a funk to your <laughs> playing. You, you know what I mean? Uh, and I'm not saying that other Japanese players don't have that, mm-hmm. but I think that half and half, mm-hmm. really, you can hear it in your approach. It's just very respectful but also uh in the moment and it's just beautiful i really do i like what you bring always to the table i always love what you bring to the table um uh now uh you released a cd in 2012 uh songs in my lifetime uh what are you working on right now uh, right now, I'm like doing a pr- pr- everyday project. Every oh, okay, day, I okay. have a lot of gigs. Uh-huh. 
It's like filled up. <clears throat> I'm surprised you could even you could even come over here and do this with me. I appreciate it. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's every day. Uh, it's, it's funny, you know, Japanese. Uh, I mean, a gig in Tokyo. Uh -huh. Right now, I'm doing it's like a, every day, almost like a different people. Oh, okay. So every day you got a new new things. Right, right, you know. right, right, right. It's different. You know, when I was in New York, I had like more regular people, you know, okay. play and uh, then, you know. The steady gigs. Steady gigs. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Tokyo is a little different. Okay. Sometimes, you know, most, most, most jazz musicians play everywhere, every day. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, it's yes. very, and it is different. Yes. Because, you know, like you, in, in New York, you have uh, cats you always call for a gig, mm -hmm. you know. Um, or, uh, like, I think we also... In my case, we always tend to call people for the sound that they give us. You know, um, when you want the Kango sound, you know, mm. and, and Kango's uh, creative mm. input to something, mm. you know, that's who you call. Um, I, I mean, some guys just play with each other. You know, they play, just play with the same guys. Mm -hmm. But um, I think when you play, you have, uh, you really do bring something uniquely that's you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that some another guy couldn't do. You know? That's right. So it's it's really um, that's interesting. I didn't think that about that in Japan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, you know, that's that's my my case okay. right now. Okay. So I like to more you know, taking a time off right. than you know create a you know, new project, okay. which is you know I I have to do you know. Okay. So maybe next year. You're gonna work have some work on something for next yeah, year. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. A new CD. Yeah, a new CD. New, CD. Yeah. I should. Every every two years, I I'm you know uh, making it. So. Yeah, that's true. I noticed yeah. on your website, you yeah. have quite a few. Okay, so now are you ready to walk down into the basement with me here? And yeah. Not, okay, this is my favorite part of the show. <laughs> um, okay, now the first question is, tell us about someone you've worked with who was a little frightening to you, but in a good way. Frightening? I mean yeah, you know, like uh, <laughs> so, uh, someone did uh, 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 talked about the first time that they played. Uh, oh, I think uh, uh, when Miles Davis came in and they were uh, uh, had to play with him. You know, it's like, uh, well, like, for instance, Michael Franks used the example mm. of uh, Antonio Jobim when he first met him mm. uh, and that was kind of scary to him you know mm. um, you might not have any maybe not <laughs> I mean it's, it's cool if you don't yeah you know? I don't yeah yeah oh that's interesting that's interesting there's oh. no cat that you like met and say oh my god I gotta play oh. with this guy and uh, you oh, know oh okay uh, okay maybe so Winter Marsalis okay you yeah. know no, he was like a <clears throat> He came down to Iridium for the session. Okay. You know, and uh, he was uh, surrounded a lot of, you know, fans yes, or, you know, yeah, like, yeah. you know, audience. Okay. And I was like, a, a very, very far from him. Wow. You know, but he got a, <laughs> I feel his aura, you know, uh -huh. his yeah, great yeah. vibe, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then he came up to bandstand and play with us, you know. Okay. And then I realized, oh, wow. On the stage, we are like a equal, yes, you know, yes. as a musician. You know? Yeah, yeah. Even I respect very much, but you know, we are like a human being, you know, right. playing <laughs> uh, playing music together. Yeah, yeah. So, 
once you are on the stage, I am no scary or no frightened, you know. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. look yeah. at we just make it good music, cre create music together. Okay. So okay. that's kind of feel. Yeah. Ah, so you wouldn't think of any cat, if living or dead, if it would just appear. <laughs> maybe Ming, maybe Mingus or Miles, okay. maybe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what, <laughs> so that might be scary. Yeah, that might be scary, right, yeah, right, maybe, right, yeah. But, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, every, everybody is a human being, right, so it's, they have a good heart, yeah. you know. Yeah. Nothing, nothing worry about it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. Um, so now, okay, here's the second one. Uh, what is the scariest work? And what I mean by that is, is there like a scary movie or television show or book or painting that, you know, is just scary to you? you know, it's just like, oh, <laughs> oh, this is, do you have anything <laughs> like that? <laughs> scary thing. Yeah, you know, like uh, uh, some people mm. thought that, uh, uh uh, was it uh, Exorcist was really scary movie to them or <laughs> you know actually I don't see uh, too much scary oh, one, okay. you know but uh, my my main thing is Ira, Iron Man oh. I, Iron Man yeah 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 so okay. my, my I love the movie oh okay okay <laughs> I, I, Iron Man yeah. yeah okay but that's not scary yeah to no you. scary that's but scary. it's I, like, exciting to me yeah you know? yeah because so, of all of the tech the, the, yeah, the, 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 the guys. visuals and stuff. Yeah, yeah yes. That's like my thing, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Okay, great. Now, here's the best part, my favorite part okay. right here, which is what is the scariest thing that – this is, you know, the show is about what scares you, what, what, what you're afraid of, really. So what is the scariest thing that has ever happened to you Oh, it's already happened. It's already happened. It's already happened. <laughs> My bass. Really? Okay, so what, what's that? Is it right now happening, the scary? Very, While very. playing live? While, you know, no, like... After the, sh after the concert. Oh, after the concert, but not while you were playing on stage. Oh, on the any, stage. Yeah, like, you know, w w you're playing something on stage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. many, you know. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, music ex get the exciting moment, uh -huh. and then, you know, I lost... Okay, okay, you get lost where you are. <laughs> yeah, then I, you know, screw up, you know, and that was my scare thing, you know. So what what you what you going to do? Stop stop playing or you know, or I was I was like I was like, "Oh my god." You know? So you had like a, a one instance where you were um, were you playing in front of a lot of people? Yeah. Oh, we <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's like a big concert hall. And then I was like, wow, it's lost, you know. It's like, uh, that was very, very scary. And I, I was crying, you know. Oh, oh, really? So you just kind of, did you, you just kept playing? I got to do it, yes. But it's like, it sounds like I was like a drawing. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, in a, right. you know, drown. Right, right. Yeah, like drown in the sea, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like a very, very bad moment. So 
That's one of the scariest things. Yes, I I don't want to make it never happen. Really again. happen again? No. <laughs> <laughs> so were you? Did you have sheet music there, or was? Yes, it yeah. There's sheet music, but uh, you know, once music is going on, there's no sheet music, right? Uh, yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. You get you get kind of in this world. Yes. And then next thing you know, you go wait 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 wait. Where's wait, the changes? <laughs> no no. Where's the one? You know, it's like. Uh, <laughs> right, 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 right. So you were in front of a larger. So was there anything else too that happened where you, um, you know, besides getting lost? That's kind <laughs> of like the greatest life. I mean, you know, because I've had people uh, talked about falling off the stage while they're playing. That was yeah, the scariest. That, yeah, thing. that. That's more better, you know. That's better. Yeah, better. <laughs> better. I, I don't. I don't want to mess up on the stage. The stage but <laughs> you know. <laughs> Wow. So now, um, with the perfor- whole performance thing, since you, uh, uh, what would you say, uh, advice you would give to young players uh, about working through their fears with music? You know, the things that, uh, like sometimes people don't, um, they don't reach their highest potential because they are afraid of mm-hmm. of what they sound like that they may not be perfect or you know do you mm-hmm. have something to suggest to um i like to suggest follow the music what's go you know follow the music mm-hmm. you know don't don't be ego okay. you know mm-hmm. and listen somebody's play if you know piano trio you got to check Piano, pianist, and drummer. Yeah. Every moment, every beat. Okay. You know. Mm-hmm. I always follow that kind of every single moment. Okay. And then I adjust. I follow that music. Yeah. And then uh, my main goal is uh, my I would like to deliver um, love, mm-hmm. peace. Yes hope yes encourage yes. to the audience you know okay right yeah. after concerts they make it make it them smile you yeah know? yeah you know that's our job yeah that's true yeah that's so, very true yeah wow so now would you like to say something um uh, in your native language mm-hmm. to people who are listening that are japanese because I really do respect the fact that you speak English. I mean, I wish I spoke fluent Japanese. This would make the interview even easier for you. Yes, indeed. Uh, but, you know, if you could say to, you know, listeners that are Japanese, uh, but in your in your language, because it's easier to for you to say it, <laughs> I would really appreciate it, it. Japanese people listening to this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but just something quick to young students. Uh, Japanese. What is it? Japanese. Uh, in Japanese. Japanese. Yes. Hi. 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 Hi.英語のインタビューを受けていましたが、まあアメリカに僕は行ってみんなであのアメリカの人と一緒にそうとてとこニューヨークやもうアメリカにすごい。素晴らしい
習いたいと思ったらやっぱり日本でしばらく住んだり一緒に人と出会って話をしたり一緒に演奏したりして先生から習ったりするのが一番なんか近道かなと思うんですけれどもえまあいつか機会があったらアメリカに行ってえ現地のミュージシャンと一緒に演奏するのはすごくいいことだと思います。あどうもありがとうございます。<笑>ありがとう。<笑> so, uh, this was great, Kango.、Oh, really? I really, really appreciate you doing this. It's wonderful. I, it, it helps a lot of people, believe it or not. Thank you.、Um, and、uh, we gotta, when you're in the city, we gotta get together. Yes, we gotta、indeed. play some more because、yeah. I always love playing with you.、Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. really do.、Yeah. Um, so, thanks, thank you again. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> hey, you're so wonderful. Indeed. <laughs> okay, that wraps it up for us on Tales from the Jazz Side. The Jazz Side is always there, waiting. For us to enter and waiting to enter us. So, until next time, unplug your ear holes, for you never know what worlds may be waiting for you. <laughs>